Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the next episode of the Canisius College Frozen Podcast. My name is Vinny Cristiano. Alongside Jay Ashdown Studio, we're going to talk about the Atlantic Hockey today. Canisius College had their um, first win of the season this past week. We are going to go over that as well as some other Atlantic Hockey action and take a look, of course, at our favorite goalies as one of them. It's going to be facing off against Canisius this week. So, as we begin the next episode of the Frozen Podcast, let's go. Hello, Jay. Welcome back. What's up? It's another great day for hockey. Of course it is. We just talked a lot about... Um, we talked a little bit about... What did we talk about? We talked about baseball, talked football, about, the city of Los Angeles. We talked about enforcers for a while. Yeah, we did. It was kind of a weird conversation. That was. It was fun, though. It was fun. It was a great time, and it reminds me of how happy I am that I get to do this. As much as I would have loved to sleep in today, I think I, I yeah, enjoy sure. my mornings yeah, I, a lot more I love it. that I get to do that. And this all started last year when you guys asked me to come on for the trade deadline and just talk about some hockey a little bit. And then, it, then I was continues. like, then I was like, am I coming back on after the trade deadline? And you were like, yeah, come back. And I was like, cool. And then I just didn't stop coming back, and I still haven't stopped coming back. Yeah, I think you're officially I, part of it. I would, I would, uh, I would, I would yeah. hope so. I have a good time, <laughs> even though. And on this last on, so this is going to be episode five of the Frozen Podcast that we're recording right now. We just finished episode six of the Over the Boards podcast because the weeks kind of got a little skewed um, from the beginning of the year because we started Frozen podcast two weeks later than we started Over the Boards podcast. But then there was that one week where we didn't have the key to get in the podcast room, so then we just recorded the the Frozen podcast the next day and didn't record Over the Boards. Yeah, because Matt can't be trusted with the key, I guess. Yeah. We've been better about that now. That was like the second week. like every time. Yes. So now we're on episode five, episode six of the Over the Boards podcast. We just finished, and we talked about a lot of cool stuff, and it was a great time. So yeah. definitely check that out, even though I did sound like a fool for most of it. It, it was it was a funny episode. It we, was. We yeah. all kind of uh, – we were all going at each other in that. Yeah, we really funny. were. Yeah. Uh, another podcast that I do, the uh, college football podcast, it's the student section. It's also a lot of fun. Uh, I can't wait. You guys do have a good time on that podcast. I can't wait for Monday. I'm hoping, I think it should happen, because, and I think most people would expect it to happen. If Ohio State beats Maryland, which isn't a very tall task, but you can't just push them aside, they will remain the number one team in the country, and I am going to give everybody so much crap about it, <laughs> and it's going to be so great. I hope that that happens just for you. Yeah, me too. Um It'd I'd be imagine, my luck that they'd be the number one team in the country and just lose to Maryland. I feel like that's possible, but unlikely. No, it, it's very possible. I mean, it's college football. Of course, it's possible. I mean, last year know, Maryland almost beat Ohio State. Yeah. It was a fifty-two to fifty-one game. Well, we will see how it goes. This time it's in the shoe. So yeah, indeed right. we will. But on the topic of hockey, because yes. hockey's great. Yeah, and we love it very much. That's true. Uh, we've got some good Atlantic hockey uh, coverage today. I guess you could say. Um, starting off, the Atlanta Hockey Conference named their Players of the Month, and they named uh, Dalton Hunter, Logan Drackett, and Matt Radonski. They recognized him. Yeah. Uh, Dalton Hunter was the Player of the Month. Okay. Uh, Drackett was the Goalie of the Month. Yep. And Radomski was the Rookie of the Month. Very cool. Okay. Radomski. Yes. Good. Has been excellent. He's he's outstanding, I'd say even. So he's he started uh, three of the four Holy Cross games so far. He picked up his first career and his first ever start, which came against Providence on the road, when he stopped thirty-one of thirty-three. Um, he had. He stopped 21 of 23 in a 2-2 tie against St. Lawrence. Yep. He has he has a save percentage of 9.16 and a goals against average of 2.24. That's amazing. Nine, that's the, really good for a rookie. For, for a rookie. That's really good. And, uh, and with the competition that they faced. St. Lawrence is no joke. Yeah. Providence is really good. That's that's what road. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, and it's, he's it's, been excellent. It's not like it's the NHL where you have like 
you you know you like a farm team to call up or that like you could you can't there's not nearly as many variables in college as there are right in the NHL yeah so that means that you the games are a lot more even mm-hmm. I mean regardless of how you know how right. the teams are I mean like you mentioned RIT is no, by no means a joke of a team I mean they're they have one of the best reputations in Atlantic hockey I mean probably I'd say top three of all yeah that. yeah you know if not the if not the best then right. one of the best definitely but i mean they won't go up against a team like providence and they it's go up a against close UMass. they go up against denver like yeah yeah it's a close game same thing niagara right now niagara's zero and six but niagara but, well they didn't they they lost four nothing and six to two to denver because denver's like the number one denver team. is the number one might yes. win the national championship right denver's a no they they're flawless right now yeah but they went on the road at Minnesota, and now Minnesota's not what they used to be. Yeah. But they're still a good program. Yeah. It's still on the road. You you went to overtime, yeah. and you, you basically had a one-goal game in the second one. Yeah. So, like, you, you just look at some of these teams. Like, it, you get a lot of close games, which I love about college hockey. But, it's great. But, yeah. Matt it's Rick very Austin. it's very odd that even when you even when you play a, a really good team against a really bad team, like, if, if when you go down – when you get down to it in – um, like in the NHL or in a lot of leagues, mm. if you put the top team against the worst team, there's a, a greater likelihood that the game's going to be like 5-1, 6-1. You know, maybe they'll shut them out and score six goals. I mean, you know, but in college hockey, I mean, teams, when they go up against good competition like that, they're at the top of their game. Right. That's the thing. Like, we saw Canisius last year in basketball. I believe they they played Villanova in a game. Yeah. In Florida. They got smoked. Yeah. If you put, um, know, let's say Akron, who's 0-9 in the MAC in, in college football, if they yeah. played Ohio State, that game would be like 70 to nothing. We saw yeah. Ohio State beat Miami of Ohio 76 to 5. But then we see a Holy Cross program, which isn't a back program. We're not, we're not saying that. But like this is – like Atlanta hockey is probably – Towards right. the bottom of Towards the, the yeah, yeah, conference yeah. prestige. I yes, guess. yeah. And they go up against like some of these teams like Providence, who's really good. We saw them. They were they were just here in Buffalo last year. Yeah. Had a chance to play for a national title. Yeah. They, they had to beat Minnesota Duluth, who won it, uh, to get to the title game. They didn't. But a very good team, well-coached, and Holy Cross goes on the road. And Matt Ranofsky is a huge part of this. Uh, they go in and win. They get an overtime win in his first career start. It's incredible. It like really, how really this is. Stuff happens sometimes. Yeah. Um, in terms of basketball, I do want to say this because Richard, this is a college sports podcast. Kind of. Yeah. Did you see the score of the Syracuse Virginia basketball oh my game gosh, yesterday? I, that is that is Virginia basketball. That is Virginia basketball. For those who don't know, I heard this on the radio coming in this morning. I had no idea. John John Rothstein's tweet was hysterical. 48 points. Not in the first half, not in the second half. In the whole game game. for Virginia, who won. Syracuse scored 34 total points. 19 in the first half, 15 in the second half. Right. That is insane. That just shows like the level of defense that they play. Like Tony Bennett's always both, a, a, both teams are defense first teams. Yes. Syracuse absolutely. has never really been known as a high scoring team necessarily I mean, the, since like the Carmelo team, Anthony. Yeah, exactly when they won right. the title with him was the last time. Right. But they've always been good. Yes. But the fact that Virginia, who was the uh, is ranked eleventh in the country right now. Held them to thirty-four points, thirty-four points. Yeah. Wow. That's a gr- like Virginia and Syracuse, and we'll get back to hockey in a second here. Have always been programs that are definitely defense first. That have like that one good offensive player. Yeah. Like uh, for a while, like I believe. No. So it was DeAndre Hunter last year. In the year before for Virginia, mm-hmm, and yeah. I guess you could say Carmelo Anthony, even though that was more of an offensive team actually under Jim Beheim, but but still Syracuse is still, not still, a, that he was their star player. Yeah, well that's Carmelo Anthony. So yeah, 
But all right, we can we'll just we can just get right off that. But it's basketball; we don't need to worry about it. Uh, but <laughs> just in terms of, but yeah, but college hockey is special for a reason. So, um, but yeah, RIT Logan Jacket, phenomenal. You okay? Tired? <clears throat> yeah, a little bit. I actually had a really good amount of sleep last night. I went to bed at like twelve thirty, which is early for me. I went to bed at like three. I know, because you texted us at two fifteen and said, Are "We recording at eight thirty again?" <laughs> and well, you said you said eight thirty tomorrow? Question mark. And since that was at two fifteen in the morning, it doesn't make sense. I wasn't know, like, sure if you meant like the same day, yeah. but after you wake up but it, it again. Just, it it would have. It also would have been weird though if I was like eight fifteen today. <laughs> like, yeah, that does sound weird. But I just I think it would have been like I think you could have just if you just been like eight thirty? Question mark. It would have just made more yeah, sense. Yeah, sure, I could have said that. But, just because you know, then we would have known you're talking. But you, you, because I woke up in the morning at at seven fifteen because I have to drive in. Um, so I woke up and I looked at the text and you were like eight thirty tomorrow and I was like, does he mean Friday? No. Because then I get to sleep today. Oh, that would have been glorious. The problem I just is don't sleep. The problem is not so much like waking up. I can wake up and not fall back asleep. But it's the problem is you when you're laying and you have the covers and it's cold and you're just like, I don't want to move. Here's the other thing. Like, I love getting up in the morning to do this and I'm, I, I, I enjoy it. I don't want it to change. But at the same time, it stinks that I have my first class of the day at 2.30. Yeah. And I have to get up at 8. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. You know, that's, like, that's like, and I get up and I'm just like, God, couldn't we just do this another day? And I could sleep in to like. Yeah, right, exactly. 2.15, roll out of bed, not take a shower. Go just to go, go right to class. At- <laughs> yeah. Oh but, uh, hey, I, I still enjoy this very much. And yeah, do you I, know what else I'm enjoying? What are you enjoying? Uh, it is a treat to watch Logan Dracket play. You love flow, that flow hockey. I wish I, I could do that flow hockey. hockey thing. Yeah. Well, I, I can give you my login if you ever want to watch games. Yeah, but you like... You can use up to four devices. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought you could have... It can only be on one at the same time. No. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I let uh, John Scusa also use mine. That's so pretty cool. Uh, so I'll, I'll give you the information. That'd but, be awesome. Uh, Logan Drackett is excellent. This is one of the few times that I've ever said, like, like y- you know me. Like, do you think I'm pretty smart with hockey and stuff i would say that you have above average knowledge of the game yeah what but like on the over the boards podcast anytime i say something it just never happens yeah. like like i i put logic and reason into my things and you're like you know what? i respect that you know that's usually like what you'll say like yeah you usually i agree with it that's one it of my happen. Like that's, the opposite happened yeah this is always my life that's one of my favorite sayings is yeah i, I can respect that yeah yeah, I know. Just like shake a stick, like <laughs> I shake a stick at that logic. But yeah, this is one of the few times that I put logic into something. You're like, yeah, I respect it, and it actually happened. Logan Drakkett right now, uh, five one and zero on the year. They're almost in the top. They're, they're close to maybe cracking the top twenty. They are close. Yeah. yeah, they're very close. I have I have the top twenty here. They're in the top spot in the Atlantic Hockey standings right yep. now after one month. Of they, have the next, they have the next most points in the USCHO.com rankings, which are the like the primary ones on yes. NCAA.com. I want to get into those later in the podcast. Not that they're like really important, but RIT does have the next most votes. They're, they're essentially, they're 21st in the country right now. Yes. Essentially, RIT is 21st. Logan Drackett leads the country in both goals against average and save percentage. He's tied for the lead in shutouts, tied for second in wins. He had 30-plus saves in five of his six games so far this season, including 43 in a 2-1 win at Air Force. His one loss was to Ohio State. Is Ohio State good at hockey, Jay? Ohio State is excellent at hockey. Are you sure? I am positive. He is positive. The Ohio State Buckeyes. The Ohio State Buckeyes. Big Ohio State guy over here. I will that say. That is excellent. Yeah. Um, would you say who's better, Drackett or Capelmaster? It's hard to compare the two. I've had when more did they chances. play each other? That's like I'm gonna watch that. 
I can't wait for that. I don't know when they play. Each they other. probably cannot, play each other four. Is it four games? Friday when when Capital Master comes to town. Yeah, uh, that's gonna be exciting. I'm hoping to try and if you could give me, I don't know how much access to internet I'm gonna have. Um, I'll be at Bonaventure this weekend, but if you give me your login for Flow Hockey, I'd love to watch that game. Yeah. Sure. That would be awesome. But yeah, so I, I'm really excited to see him. I don't know when the two play each other. The problem is, is for me, we've seen Capital Master stand on his head essentially, and he's been awesome. I almost have to give Drac at the edge right now, just because the numbers are better, and I've just seen more of him because I got the chance to see him uh, several times last year as well. We've so, only seen Capital Master do this for about in the Atlantic Hockey for about like, what is it like six games? So it looks to me like the only team in the entire Atlantic Hockey. Mm-hmm. No, maybe I'm wrong. Okay, I'm slightly wrong, but still. Um, all right, I'm looking at RIT's schedule right now. Okay, I wish I could zoom out on this to make it a little easier to look at, but. <laughs> They play Canisius four times. Um, they play Holy Cross four times. They play Niagara four times. They play Air Force four times. Um, but they only play Robert Morris twice. And it's in Pennsylvania at Robert Morris. So there's no home games for RIT against Robert Morris. Yeah, but RIT year. is a good road team. Yes, but still, I'd love to. I would have loved to see like a home and home. True. Now, if both those games against Robert Morris, I'm, you know, is it going to be Cavill Master versus Dracket at both? I would imagine probably. You got to go with like that. Here's the thing, um, when you have the chance at like non-conference play, a lot of teams like to try and do it like Canisius did. They like went with Urbani on Friday and then Lad and then Lad on Saturday. When you have a chance between two top uh, teams in your conference, like between RIT and Robert Morris, who are almost certainly going to be at the top because of the goaltending they're getting, you got to do whatever you can to try and get as many points possible. Yeah, you make a good point. The matchup is February 7th and February 8th. God, we have to wait that long. When RIT and Robert Morris play each other. Oh. Canisius plays RIT twice in between now and then. Yep, got a big game on Friday at home, and then they go to Robert Morris on Saturday. And that's going to be an interesting goaltending matchup, too. We don't know who's going to start yet, but for my who, best for whom? guess for Canisius. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I bet that Capital Master's probably going to be in that for at least one of the games. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He um, will be. But. I wouldn't be surprised if we actually did the the Urbani lad thing lad again. Lad thing again. I I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Trevor uh, Large tends to try and give kind of like a split weekend for goaltenders. I've yeah. noticed. I remember that last year with uh, even with Wyrick, and then when Lad came in, yeah, they kind of did that where they where Wyrick would get the first game, and then Lad would get the second one, and which I like. And here's the other thing, like um, with Urbani coming back, and he's played well so far. And, and Lad, you know, outside of the games against, you know, good teams like uh, North Dakota and, uh, well, they had a bad game against RPI. But RPI's higher yeah. level. Yeah, um, Lad has been pretty good. Like, he passes the eye test. Like, the, you, if you look at the stats, I think they're skewed because of the North Dakota and RPI game yeah. where he didn't get much help. But defense has been significantly better so far. Like, the last – Three games, I'd say, mm-hmm. um, for Canisius. And I don't think there's much of a drop-off at all as far as goaltending is concerned between Urbani to Ladd and then from Ladd to Barshevsky. Barshevsky, yeah. And I don't know how many games he's going to play this year just because of how good the goaltending situation is. But I don't feel uncomfortable with uh, Tucker Weppner in that either. Yeah. That's a good problem to have. It's a really Especially good Especially considering the injury problems that Canisius had last year in that. Yes, when we had to rely on a baseball kid. Yeah. It was actually, like, good. He was actually really good, It was yeah. just hysterical, but, yeah. Like, we saw uh, Wepner, who's basically, like, the fourth guy right. in that rotation now, get a win 
and play relatively well against Clarkson. Yeah. And like, Clarkson's like this, oh, Clarkson is well. Last year, I think when we played them, and they were what eleventh last yes. year. No, I mean Clarkson's eighth right now. I mean Clarkson yeah. is always has a good hockey program. And Clarkson had like a bunch of fans travel to that game too, so it was almost like kind of like a neutral. Yeah. It had a neutral site feel to the game, uh, and they jumped out to a two nothing lead too before Canisius just went on a, a tear in that game. Yeah, they did. Uh, but yeah, like I, I don't feel uncomfortable with Tucker Webner in, in that either. This is it's a really good problem to have. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, so they so the Griffs did win, get their first win of the year in a shutout over Union last Friday. They lost Friday four nothing on Saturday. They ended up winning um, four nothing. Yeah. So it was a kind of a flip flop uh, weekend. But um, one, one thing that I noticed, nothing, the other one gets shut out four nothing. One thing I noticed was Matt Steve is unreal on the power play. He is. He's controlled. He's a really good uh, power play quarterback back um, there. And I wish that they would let, like, the power play run through him just a little bit more. Yeah. But one thing that you noticed in that game was, like, one of the goals that Kenesha scored, I think it might have been their fourth one, was, like, a bounce, a fluke bounce in front of the net, and that went in. Yes. I believe that that was uh, Master Donato's first college goal because they originally credited it to – Matt Long because yeah, I they thought did. that he tipped it in but it actually it just went, went off the defenseman's yeah um, but one of the one of the things you notice about that is like bounces go your way when you're playing well yes like you know you kind of the idea of like make your own luck yeah and Kenny Stepsley did that during that game so it was really cool to watch and good for them to get their first win before they even they start league play so you don't have that burden you're able to kind of to jump over you know kind of jump over that hump and then now you get into league play with our Robert Morris because our Morris obviously is good so you're going to need offense you're going to need bounces to go in especially with capital master in that <laughs> yeah um like game plan for Canisius and I'm not a coach obviously you'd love to go in a, into a game and play neck and neck with them or maybe outplay them outscore them everything like that that's all great but Canisius is kind of almost shown in the last year and a half that they're a really good team when they just kind of focus on keeping shots to the outside, play a defensive game, make sure they're cleaning up in front of the net, let their goaltender just make those saves on those B scoring chances rather than giving them like eight eight plus scoring chances. And they're okay with getting out shot like 30 to 12 in a game. As long as they're twelve shots, our quality are, are shots, quality, quality shots. chances, yeah. That's how they've beaten some of these teams lately. The, it's kind of how they beat Clarkson last yeah. year. It's how they swept North Dakota. They played well against Union when they had when they were ranked fourteenth right. uh, last year. Yeah. So but, and Union, of course, not that good this year. They've struggled. Well, they, they they've struggled. Also, they've got ten freshmen on their team. So right. That's that's. Yeah. They lost a lot of talent, and also their yeah. best player, in my opinion, Parker Fu, hasn't played yet. So they, but Darian Hansen's still a good goaltender. It's still a really good program. Rick Bennett's a good coach. Uh, so nothing to scoff at as far as like the the win is concerned. But um, lost my, what are you looking at? I just lost one of the little rubber thingies from my laptop uh, case. That? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I was just Jay's just talking and I'm messing around. I'm like, where the heck did that thing go? Just messing around with your uh, laptop, laptop case. Case. I got to take it off for the to plug the um, the soundboard in. So oh. I'm, just, I'm playing with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so that uh, that happened. I've seen and like you mentioned, once that guy comes back for Union, they'll probably get them a little bit more legs onto them. But like you know, like we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, college hockey is college hockey for a reason. So I mean, you're gonna have. You know the games are gonna just a lot, the dynamic of the games is a lot different, and it was good that Kenesha's won, and and uh, and then they kind of go in this weekend, some, a game that you're really looking forward to watch yes. Master on Friday, and I'd imagine he'd probably at least play Friday. Yeah, uh, they're definitely gonna want to have him in there to try and win that road game. Yeah, but um, in in terms of um, Atlantic hockey, this will be Kenesha's first Atlantic hockey action. Yes, um, this, this is a this is a big test for Canisius to see where they are as a hockey team right now. So that's a, that's a really exciting team, really exciting thing for this team. You know, they've, they've played against, 
you know, like we said, they played against North Dakota. They played against RPI. They had the U.S. development team. They had Union. Now is a chance to see where they are at with a team that's in their conference. Right. More towards yeah. their level. Yeah. Yeah. So so we will see how it goes. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be very exciting. It will be very exciting. Um, in, other, in terms of other Atlantic hockey action, Niagara um, continued their uh, skid um, however, they were playing number one Denver, who was like unreal. Um, yeah, not really a whole lot to shake a stick at there. I'm, I'm, stop, I'm gonna try and drive Jay crazy with that. Um, Niagara was they were in Denver to take on the number one team in the nation this past weekend. Um, Denver, Denver got on the board first. Niagara tied it up in the first game, but uh, Denver then took uh, took the lead in the second period. 6-2 was the score of the game on Friday, and 4-0 was the score of the game on Saturday. Niagara still look, looking for their first win of the season, but not really a whole lot of easy opponents to get that done for them. And, of course, they go and they take almost-ranked RIT is their next game this this weekend. That's going to be an interesting series, too. I'm interested to see how the high-powered Niagara offense plays against Drackett and the RIT defense. Um, we already talked about Union and Canisius. Mercyhurst and Bentley, that's an Atlantic hockey um, matchup, and I'm not sure where it went on our document here. What happened to the shootout, Jay? I changed it up. You did change it up. I yeah, see. Yeah, I put it... Uh, Later? Yeah. Which, which, do you want to... Uh, One second. Um, I, I just don't want to... Jay had a... No, it's, it's in there. It's uh, with the Holy Cross... Okay, RT, all right, that's it? what I thought. Yeah. I just see it now. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, Mercyhurst and Bentley played. Uh, Mercyhurst won in overtime on Friday, and then Bentley won 6-3 on Saturday. Bentley's another high offense team. Um, I mean, they have – they're a team that I think I pegged as one of the favorites earlier in the year before we really, really did see how Cavalmaster and Drackett, how good they actually are. It's definitely at a point where it's it's becoming a goaltender's conference. Yeah. Almost, and I we've mean, mentioned we saw, that we say that every week. We do, but I, I think, but it's not we, wrong. We do need to drive the point home because it, it has become true. We saw last year uh, the the tear that Brian Wilson went on to get Niagara to the championship game. We saw him play really well in the last two games uh, against Canisius in the series. Yeah, we overtime. We saw him play well in overtime. the two. Yeah, the two game sweep. Yeah, over. Uh, Air Force. Yep. And then he had a shutout over RIT to get to the championship game. Drake could play well in that game. <laughs> like, it, it just shows the importance of, of goaltending in really, well, I mean, obviously it's important. We all know that for hockey. Right. But, like, it's becoming, like, whoever has the best goaltender almost is certainly going to have the best shot at winning it. Yeah, they're their favorite for the game, yeah. Like, is, uh, is is Zach Skog the best goaltender in the conference? Well, I'd say the answer to that is no. But he played like a top three goaltender in the conference last year in the tournament. And who ended up winning the conference? Yeah, I see. Yeah, I see. And then they went to play St. Cloud State, the number one team in the nation. How did he play in that game? Unreal. Did they win that game? Yes, they did. Exactly. It, it just shows the importance of, of goaltending to the to the conference. So uh, that that's why I, I certainly believe that RIT's got a chance at winning it. ASC is always going to have a chance at winning it. And and I know that they're zero and six right now, but Niagara's going to have a shot. And I've been really impressed with Josh Benson too at Sacred Heart, who's been a terrific surprise to start this year. Uh, they could have a shot at it as well. And speaking of Sacred Heart, Josh Benson, and we talked Good a work, little Jay. bit. Uh, about Matt Radomski as well for Holy Cross. Those two teams have a two-game series, but they play the first of it tonight at Sacred Heart before going to Holy Holy Cross tomorrow. A little little Thursday-Friday action. Yes, which I love. I I, want to see more of it, to be honest. Change it up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to watch that game tonight. That's going to be a very interesting game. We don't talk about them a ton. Like, like we don't talk about him as much as we talk about uh, Drackett and Castlemaster, but 
Josh Benson is probably the most underrated goaltender in the conference. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't disagree with that at all. Yeah. Um, Jay, why don't we jump real quick to the um, one of the highlights of what happened this past weekend. Yes. The, and it features Holy Cross. And it does feature Holy Cross. <laughs> and also our friend Logan Drackett at RIT. Uh, he RIT, got the short end of the stick. He did, one, but, but that's all right. He was, he was great in the game. RIT uh, and Holy Cross played two games Friday, Saturday, like normal. They were at uh, RIT in Rochester. RIT hosted Holy Cross for an interconference series, and game one uh, began with a Holy Cross lead. I just forgot how to read there for a second. I'm sorry. Um, so the RIT then tied it up and kind of cruised to a big lead, The um, even though the Crusaders of Holy Cross kind of made it 2-1 before the end of the first period. They got it to 3-1 at beginning of the second period. So... RIT down 3-1. They ended up coring, coming back, scoring five unanswered goals to make it 7-4 to four at the end of the game in game number one. Um, really a high-scoring game by all accounts there. And, and uh, Drackett actually struggled in the first game. And it seems like it because you don't give up. Usually if you give up two goals in the first 20 and then another one at the beginning of the, the second, four goals in a game is not really going to help your goals against the average by any means. Right. But – you know, he did what he had to do. It, you know, he could afford to, he could afford to have a bad game. Yeah, because the offense because performed, the offense, uh, and that's the best way for a team to, to to work together. Is if your defense or your goalie is struggling, offense has got to make up for it. Seven four, the score of the first game for RIT exactly. and Holy Cross. You know, it's exactly like what you said. Uh, he's been picking them up most of the year. Draft right. has. Uh, he didn't play well on Friday, but you know what, Andrew Rinaldi, he picked them up. Big hat trick. A 7-4 win. Uh, Alden Dupuy also had a goal in that game. Very, very, very fun offensive game, which we haven't been seeing a ton of in this conference so far. But yeah. that was uh, yeah. a, certainly a treat. And then the, the real treat. The real treat is the second game. So in the second game, uh, RIT continued their high-powered offense, scoring twice in the first period. Holy Cross did score on the power play late in the first to make it 2-1. Neither team scored in period number two. RIT goes into period three with a 2-1 lead. However, the Crusaders, which is Holy Cross, stormed back, taking a 3-2 lead over RIT, and they scored just six minutes apart, and IlandicHockey.com says they were pretty plays. I haven't seen the replay, so I would assume two. They were. Um, I, I'll, I'll go to Jay on that one. I'll have to uh, pull up the video. You should see the goal that tied it for RIT with a minute left. Well, it was, ridic- it that's was ridiculous. RIT, yeah, show me that before I go to English class here in a second. Because RIT pulled Drackett for the extra attacker, and Sean Cameron scored his fifth goal of the year to tie the game at three. Neither team scored in overtime, so they proceeded to three-on-three overtime and the shootout protocol per the new Atlantic hockey rules. So we've been excited to see that. We've been really looking forward to it. The, the shootout and well. after a scoreless session of three-on-three, neither team scored in the first period of the shootout. Jake Papalardo deep pass Drack in the shootout to give Holy Cross the extra conference point. And they uh, Holy Cross and RIT are both playing again this weekend. RIT, of course, against Niagara, which we mentioned already, and then Sacred Heart is going to play... Um, sorry, Sacred Heart plays Holy Cross. So that's the big one. And now Jay has the video up here so, for me. So Okay, and, and you guys can't see this. This is right. going to be really bad radio. But uh, So oh, look, look at these guys. You see this? Okay, and so you see that there's a minute and nine seconds left. So there's a minute nine, and wh- so are we breaking into the? We're going l- so right to left on the screen here. Um, it you, looks you like RIT is attacking. Right point. RIT is attacking, and he's gonna get it down low. All right, so so what do you think this guy's gonna do with the puck? Probably take it to the net. Wait until you see what he does, and wait until you see just how ridiculous this tying goal is. All right. He's got it at the point. Sends it down low. Oh, <laughs> he was wide open in front. Where'd that guy come there? from? <laughs> All right, back it up. Back it up. So, so Cameron scores the tie. So, goal. so if you if you stop it right there. Oh, he, oh. he didn't do it. Yeah, but <laughs> okay. So wait, wait. Hit the space bar now. All right. So, I just want to clarify something. So right now, it see there's only one, two, three, four Holy Cross players in the frame. Are they shorthanded at this point? I believe so yes. okay but so holy cross is shorthanded and rit has the extra man however Wait, no, they're not they're not what there's five 
One, two, three, four, five. Oh, okay. But it's, yeah. it's, it's just the uh, all right. extra yeah, attacker. All right, so we're good. So extra attacker for – it doesn't even look like – because there's four, only four RIT players in the frame. I'm so confused. Well, there's the one at the back point. Right. Oh, and then and another then, one and at this, there's another this guy near point. Coming in the zone. Coming in the zone. All right. Because uh, they just pulled Dracket. Right. All but right. Still. So there's not even a six guy in the zone yet. Yeah. So and it's still, still five on five. Because that's wide open. I'm getting really confused here. So the guy has the puck at the point. He's get, but it's pressured by one player from Holy Cross. Now there's two Holy Cross players in the high slot. Another one on the far right point. Yes. Now he probably was. I'd, I'd imagine he's back checking. Yes. So there's not really like it's not his fault for not being in position necessarily. One of the defensemen, it looks like, is down towards the underneath that middle hash mark on the left side, kind of at the bottom, like where the circle kind of starts turning there mm-hmm. into the corner. There's an RIT player bottom left to the left of the Holy Cross net, right on the goal line, about six to seven feet out. And then there's an RIT player planted at the back door, uncovered Literally by the weak side defenseman there. and the weak side winger. And it's a one touch, it's a touch pass from the, the, the defenseman controls it, sends it down low to the RIT winger, who's down there. I'd imagine he's a winger, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Forward. Gets it right at the goal line and a, a touch pass right across to the wide open player at the back he door. He could have just, like, gone out. He could have literally just crawled onto the ice and just, just blew it into the net. Yeah, it was a beautiful pass. <laughs> there was nobody there, and good finish. I mean, you can finish playing the video now. I mean, <laughs> look at nobody is there. The, the goalie is just kind of like, come on like, now. He's like, like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, and the, so you can keep playing. And the defenseman kind of knows. He's like, ooh, that's like, oh, not that's ideal. Tough. So, so RIT did tie it up, and then they go into the shootout. Jake Hamaker had a nice ooh, move right there. That was a huge, great move. Huge kick save right there, and then this is. A save by Drackett. Uh, the next one comes up. Oh, that was a good yeah, move, too. He made a couple really good saves, and then this is the winning goal, I believe. Oh, he yeah. deked him out of his you, pants. Look, it, it is hard to make Logan Dra- to beat Logan Drackett. It's another thing to make him look the way that he made him He look made him that. look silly. Yeah. That was just a sweet move, a beautiful move, and a, a big goal. You get... The extra point there. It's the first shootout win in Atlantic hockey history. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible because, you know me, I hate shootouts. But for some reason, now that it's in college hockey in the conference, I love it. But I think it's just yeah. because I hate ties more than I hate shootouts. Yeah, I hate ties. It's the most ridiculous thing. Um, see, my but thing I do is love three out three overtime, though. And eventually, I'm going to say this about college hockey once I get tired of the shootout. Uh, three on three overtime until someone scores just sudden death three on three because it's never going to last more than like 15 minutes you know what i played in a tournament once as a kid where i don't know I'm, I'm not necessarily in favor of this format but this is how it and this is how they played the tournament where it started off as five on five overtime played for five minutes mm-hmm. then it went to uh four on four overtime for five minutes then three on three then two on two then one on one overtime a one on one overtime yeah my team got oh. down to the two-on-two overtime before we won it. Another team made it to the one-on-one overtime. What happens after five minutes in that? Is it goalies shoot on each other? I think it's a se- I think, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think they just assume they're like, if you can't win after that, it's like, you know. But I think it just continues as one-on-one overtime. I, I hate like the two-on-two and the one-on-one idea. That's I stupid. I think but, I thought it was terrible. Uh, but we ended up winning in the two-on-two, so I was happy about it. Uh, we forgot to talk about this on the uh, over the boards podcast. So we're not going to talk about it here, but i got to bring it up because you're probably going to laugh. The Blues goal against the Canucks. The 3-0 in front of the net. That was hysterical. It was. And I'm sad that we forgot to talk about that. Yeah. You know what else I think is fun? So I was playing uh, pickup hockey with my dad the other day. We were um, we go in on a 2-0. Yeah. Right? We I pass him the puck at the top of the circles. It's a 2-0. Nobody's back-checking because it's pickup hockey, and it's a 2-0, so they don't really care. Right. I do not see the puck for the rest of the play. My dad walks in by himself, tries to duke on the goaltender, back, hands it right into his chest. I said, Dad, I'm never playing with you again. Pass me the puck. <laughs> I, I continue to make fun of him. That was two weeks ago, actually, but I continue to make fun of him for it. Oh, my gosh. Two on O in front of the net. You don't pass it once. But the Blues goal <laughs> against the Canucks, that, or the Canucks and the Blues, that was pretty funny. The three on O there, right? It front. was hysterical. And, and Markstrom just br- snapped his stick in half yeah. in frustration. And I've never seen a goaltender do that and everybody be like, you know what? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you it know was, what? You deserve Yaroslav to Yaroslav Halak broke his stick the other day for, like, no reason. He got scored on by a rookie, and he was just well, like— Well, the reason that he did it is because it was the third breakaway of the period. Yeah, yeah but still. Like, I would be pretty frustrated, on. too. Yeah, but I, I there's still time always, left. I almost always defend goalies yeah. when that happens yeah. just because I understand the frustration. But, yeah, but Markstrom, when but he broke his stick, you're kind of like, yeah. You're like, yep. yep. That, you know what? That is absolutely reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, buddy. That's on me. <laughs> All right. Uh, but, okay, so we got a couple more games to talk about. Uh, yes. AIC, just a weekend split, which is just kind of meh for them. Kinda, yeah. They kind of went into that weekend hoping to get both those games, so that's a big thing for Army. But yeah. they did get the win on Saturday when they raised the banner. So that a is good night cool. for them. They won 4-1 to one over Army. Uh, so good, good for AIC, uh, who right now. Do you have the uh, rankings pulled up right now? Yeah, why? The standings? Yeah. Oh, you mean the Atlantic Hockey standings? Yeah. Yeah. Where are they at right now? Who? Army? Or AIC? AIC is fourth. Army's fifth. Okay. RIT is first. Robert Morris is second. Sigurd Hart's third. AIC, yeah. Army. Bentley, Mercyhurst, Air Force, Holy Cross, and then Canisius, who hasn't played a game, and then Niagara, who's 0-2. Yeah. So Canisius and Niagara, the big rivalry. They're both 10-11. But then again, Kinesius just hasn't played. Kinesius so. hasn't played, so they, there's kind of an asterisk next to that. Yeah, one. a major asterisk. But yeah, so but but speaking on that, when you talked about uh, Sacred Heart, um, they played Air Force, who's off to a, a, a really really rough start. Yeah, you know, and, we, and it's kind of like a similar situation to Niagara a little bit, where they've played good opponents, but also they got into conference play, they got swept by RIT, and then they just. Got a split with Sacred Heart, who so our Air Force is now one and seven on the year, one and three in conference play. Sacred Heart's three four and one on the season, three two and zero oh in conference play. Uh the first game, Sacred Heart beat Air Force seven to one. That's a big score. I. Did not see that coming. Uh, that was kind of a shock. That was, especially because of our conversation at the beginning of the podcast where, oh, scores like that really don't happen that much in, in college hockey. Right. No, yeah, exactly. That's like, and it's not also like one of those games where you look at and you, you just don't, when you see Sacred Heart playing Air Force, you just don't think blowout in, on either side. No, you don't. Uh and we've talked about Air Force, how they can dominate play, how they've typically done it, but they continue to struggle scoring goals, kind of like how North Dakota was last year. Um, that continued for them in this game. But the one thing that they could always count on was that it was going to be a close game. Maybe they could get a tie. Maybe it would be like a 1-1 game, or you know, sometimes they'd win 2-1, 1-0, right. lose 2-1, lose 1-0. Right. They got blown out in the first game, which is just something that's so uncharacteristic of Air Force. Um, we saw Josh Benson have a pretty good game, I'd say. Uh, Air Force, it was a different kind of game because, like I said, Air Force usually dominates play, dominates a the shot. They didn't do it in this game, though. They yeah. only had 18 shots on that, so Benson did his job. Yeah, uh, 17 of 18 is really good. Um, Sacred Heart, two for five on the power play. They held the Falcons to go over over three on the power play. Um, Sacred Heart had 33 shots on goal. Braden Tuck had his first career goal at three points in the game. It was his first career goal, so you know, congratulations to him. But a seven to one game, <coughs> really shocking. That's insane. Yeah, very unlikely. And then Air Force, they did get back. They did finally get their first one of the season uh, the next night, but they did just squeak out of that game four to three. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, um, um, do we have so anything else to talk about besides the rankings? Because I have English class. That's right. Uh, yeah, we're, we're good to go. We, we, go the rankings we, were, we were like, oh, this will be probably a quick <coughs> podcast today. And then it wasn't. And then it wasn't. It, it never will be. No. I was really I had I had like reading to do. I was really hoping <coughs> to like yeah. do homework, but whatever. Um, all right. So 
just overall the rankings real quick on the stat leaders. Denver, of course, still at the top. They are 8-0-0 on an absolute tear. 998 points for them. They've been at one forever. Uh, UMass moves up to second. They were third. Uh, they did get one vote for the number one spot. Uh, Minnesota State is third. Cornell, who is now 2-0-0. They had not played a game uh, until you know this past, last until this week. <laughs> uh, th- so they're two and oh no no now they're, they're <laughs> uh, those were do you not know words. By any chance who they played? <coughs> I should have. We looked it up last week. I can't remember. I have the microphone so far away from the table. Look how I have to type. <coughs> yeah, this is. Do they play? Uh, uh, kicks off conference play at home. Um, they played. You oh, was it the development team? Probably uh, an exhibition, though. Um, yeah, so they had a, an exhibition. Okay, so they and they played Yale. Oh no, so that's it's who, okay. It's, it is who I thought it was. They they had a two game series, one both winning both of them against Michigan State. Gotcha on the road. Okay. Yep. All right. Easy enough. All right. So Cornell, Notre Dame is fifth. Notre Dame is playing really really well. Penn State is sixth. Minnesota Duluth is seventh. Clarkson is eighth. We mentioned that earlier. Ohio State ninth. Good at hockey. Yep. North Dakota tenth. Providence is uh, yeah well represented. Yeah. And North Dakota, ever since that uh, sweep against Canisius, yeah, slowly started to build their way up. They were fourteenth. They are now tenth. Yep. Ohio State was thirteenth. They are now ninth. Clarkson was eleventh. They're now eighth. Penn State was (coughs) twelfth. They're now sixth in rankings. Uh, Penn State is Providence good. continues to drop their fall from grace. They're now 11th ranked in the country. What a shame. That's a joke because Providence is still really good. They're Wisconsin still really good, yeah. it dropped from 7 to 12. Yeah. They, not they ideal. Had a, they've had them. a rough yeah. two weeks. 4 4 0 for them right now. <coughs> Northeastern is 13th. They dropped from 10th. UMass Lowell is up to 14th from 17th. Quinnipiac dropped from 9th to 15th. Mm hmm. Northern Michigan is up from 20th to 16th. Uh, Bowling Green is 17. Harvard, 18. Boston College dropped from 15th to 19th. And Omaha was not ranked. They are now 20th. Omaha's got a lot of freshmen on their team, very young team, but they're playing really well right now. Uh, The big thing, though, is just we've talked about some teams falling like Quinnipiac, Wisconsin. My God, has Boston College dropped. Yeah, they have. The expectations of them coming in, a well-coached team that's getting so many talented freshmen, especially getting a guy like Spencer Knight as their goaltender, they they still haven't hit their stride yet. And uh, they, they got a high ranking at the beginning of the year in hopes that they were going to live up to those expectations yeah. uh, because of how much talent they had, and they just continually drop and drop and drop. So it's going to be interesting to see for the rest of the season how they uh, move forward and try yeah. and – Get their ranking yeah. back up. Uh, RIT is the next closest, and Western Michigan is just a little behind them in terms of not being ranked. I'd love to see it this time next week, RIT be ranked. It will, it'll, we'll have to great. see how they do this week against Niagara, though. If they sweep Niagra, I think it's likely. You've got to put them in. Yeah. Uh, Nick, well, or do they get less credit because Niagara hasn't won a game yet? Uh, well, Niagara hasn't won a game yet, but I think college hockey is smart enough to know. Smart enough to know? That. Fair enough. All right. So real quick, some stats for you. Nick Abrizizi from Harvard and Jack Bedini from Harvard and Casey Dornback from Harvard and Jackson Cressy from Princeton oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, are all tied at three points per game, leading the NCAA in points per game right now. Um, Who's the goaltending leader? I want to get to that in a second there, Jay. Yeah. Don't you worry. Um, in looking for the highest um, Atlantic hockey player, uh, Dalton Hunter from Mercyhurst looks like he's the highest with 1.38 points per game. He is. He also won uh, Player of the Month. Yeah, I remember. I, yeah. Um, uh, let's see real quick here. Um, to get my computer to load. Leader in save percentage in the NCAA, Justin Kappelmaster out of Robert Morris, 961. He's obviously the highest from the Atlantic Hockey He's the highest right now. Tyler Wall from UMass Lowell is also unreal, yes, 947. Peyton Jones, Logan Drackett is fourth. He's got a 946 save percentage. A good uh, good weekend this week. It could bump him right back up there. Yeah. But, but I have a feeling that 
I don't know. Will Capo Masters? I think his percentage is going to drop after this weekend. Well, it's probably going to drop just because like you can't maintain them. <laughs> it's hard to re- right. But a still, I mean, like against Kanish, uh, as you mentioned, not a lot of shots, but quality shots yes. is what the, how they yeah, play. And that's going to be the approach that I, I'd imagine that they would take. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, using flow hockey, got the chance to see Robert Morris and Penn State play each other in state. I guess kind of a rivalry. Um, yeah. Very one-sided rivalry, but. Watching Peyton Jones and Justin Kaplmaster, both of them were excellent in that game. Yeah. All right. Um, penalty kill percentage. Brown University has 100%. They've only had seven power plays against them, though. Harvard has had one Very power play against them, and they killed that penalty as well. Denver is the most realistic. They're at a 97% penalty kill percentage. They've allowed one power play goal on 37 attempts. Army wow. is... Army is fourth in the NCAA, ninety nine point nine six eight penalty kill yeah, percentage. They're, they're historically a good penalty yeah. kill team. Um, power play percentage overall, UMass was was up there, I think, in penalty kill too a while ago, but they seem to drop after last week. Brown is also unreal on the power play now because they've only played like one game. Power play goals five on attempts nine, so they've played more than one game. Uh, um, but a fifty six percent on the power play. Cornell is thirty six percent on the power play. They've had five goals on fourteen attempts. Um, Princeton three goals on nine attempts, and New Hampshire ten goals on thirty one attempts. So that's the first like realistic one as things kind of um, kind of even out there. Um, that's the that seems like all the, all the stats we got here for you today. Uh, I have to go to class, which I'm not super excited about, but it's gotta make it happen. So, yeah, indeed. Yeah, it is what it is. What time's your class? Eleven thirty. It's like eleven twenty-seven right now. Oh, how far? Where's your class? Um, third floor of Old Main. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's get this wrapped up. Yeah. Then. All right. It's been a great day. Thank you for sticking with us through this long uh, frozen podcast here from Canisius College for Jay Ashtown. My name is Vinny Cristiano. Please sure to make sure to check out all of our other podcasts and follow us on social media at Real Griffcast. We appreciate you. Hope you have a great rest of your day, and uh, go hockey. Indeed.